Hey, Sarah. Hey, Johnny. What's shaking, baby? <laughs> um, a whole lot of things. Um, chins. Uh, <laughs> do you shake you it know. out the window as joggers pass by? <laughs> I do. I truly do, Johnny. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna start off by being a little bit of a bitch because, well, I can be well. because we're not in the same. We're not in the same area, so you can't hit me. Last week, I think we ended the show with you uh, really talking up how you were going to drop off something to me. Fuck me. Mm. I know. I'm so sorry. Hold on. Back it up. You know what happened is I went grocery shopping, and the supermarkets Mm -hmm. actually were super stocked. And Mm -hmm. I bought – this is not going to – it's just not a good excuse, but I bought so Mm -hmm. many baking things that Mm -hmm. I actually – it actually kind of turned me off. I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to bake this week, but but I'll Mm -hmm. get to it. And I will add that a certain friend of mine, Jerry Ryan, delivered um, my own sourdough starter uh, batch that our friend Dawn made. She delivered it to me the other day. And I, it was a little bit unannounced, like getting an adopted child uh, callback to Alex's interview, where you're like, what do I do with this thing? It's super complicated. But I, if we get to the other side of taking care of the sourdough starter, you might there may be some sourdough in your future. Well, I would hope so after all the promises that were disappointingly not <laughs> empty promises last week. Oh my yeah. God. I'm and there might have been a few tears shed, Johnny. I don't deal well, well with I, I have abandonment issues. I, um, yeah, I got to feel the spirit's big, I gotta tell you. So when I feel the spirit and I've got baked goods, you will have baked goods out of that for a deal. Okay, so here's what I did yesterday. You want to know? I do. Hours upon hours upon hours of staring at the sea otters at the Monterey Aquarium live cam. Oh, was life changing. My God. It is so relaxing. Wow. I'm going to send you the link. But anybody can go on and you just, you scroll down and it'll say the, the sea otters live cam and... Oh my God, they're extraordinary. What do they do? <laughs> really? They, I don't know. What do they, they do? Frolic. They, they frolic. They frolic. Actually, the one I'm a little obsessed they with. They groom each other. <laughs> no, but they do. They they play. They're really fabulous. And and I like the one who's a little, who's probably the largest of the crew, who's super lazy, uh, but perks up when it's feeding time. Doesn't sound like me. Sounds like um, you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So oh, that's my God. Um, but, yeah. So that's what I did yesterday, and I'm totally relaxed today. But I'm totally excited about our next guest. Me, too. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. You know, I used to – well, I can't, I can't give away what I used to watch her. But go ahead. You, you roll out with her introduction. Well, um, we can start off by saying that she has been on Broadway. She has done feature films like My Best Friend's Wedding and Doubt, Simplicity. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was on all seven seasons of True Blood. She was on The Good Wife, which is, I think, you love her for, which she was mm-hmm. nominated for two Emmys, but won in 2013 for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Drama Series. And now... Because she doesn't work enough. She is on Claws. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a fun show. And she's been a longtime friend of mine. And I think you're going to fall in love with her. 
I can't wait. I really, I mean, I wish this was in studio so I could actually meet her. Uh, she also oh, won no, you would, inter- she also won a she, you wouldn't want it. Ally Award, right? Yes, she did. And, and she, the, I don't think she really deserved it. Um, <laughs> we're gonna, no, we're gonna, we're gonna she, I never even said who it was. We have the wonderful, brilliant uh, Carrie Preston on with us today, and I just couldn't be more excited. Me too. Me too. So let's get to it. All right. So stop talking, Johnny, and let's You're get You're the one on. blabbing on about your friend. I've been super Oh, you know what? Morning. Why don't you bring me some sourdough? Shut the fuck up. Get to the break. You shut the fuck up. I'll see you after the break. Bye. Hi, guys. We are back. And as promised, we have the delicious Carrie Preston on with us. Hi, you. Hi. I didn't know I was delicious. That's good to hear in these (laughs) pandemic times. Thank you. Well, I was going to say something nasty, but I won't because you're <laughs> lovely. Um, how are you holding up? You know, I am holding up okay. Thank you for asking. I'm, it is such a, it's such a strange time, and I know everyone keeps saying that, but I think it bears repeating because we are all really uh, experiencing the same thing, but in totally different ways, right? So yeah. it's it's some people are just in the deepest suffering of their lives. And we see that, you know, from our little cocoons with these windows, you know, and we're looking out into the world and, and horrible things are happening. And then at the same time, you know, I'm with my family and I'm learning how to cook. Okay. I've never done that in my Wait, life. What? Really? I'm not. No. A yes. You know this about me. You know this oh. about me, Tara. Yeah, yeah. I'm like cooking, you know, for the family and that kind of thing. And like I'm <laughs> my husband, Michael, um, and I are planting a vegetable garden. Wow. Oh. I'm just gonna let that sit there. For a I know, I know, I know. Um, but we we uh I I I feel very fortunate at this point because my family we got this um rather presciently we uh, we got a, a family place that was, you know, for the weekends and stuff north of, of New York City. And we got it a month before this happened. So, so you just stayed there instead of the weekend? Yeah, we're here. Stayed. Yeah, we just, wow. yeah, we just, so we have this place. And so that's what I mean. Like, I feel extremely grateful for this uh, and to have this space and to be with my family and that we were able to get out of New York City none of us infected and yes. you know uh because it's mad max in the city right yeah. now i mean it's it's a war zone and so many people that we know are you know affected by it and either directly or or you know know somebody who's you know very close to them that is is has been infected so we feel you know extremely grateful to um to have this situation and 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 I think it's also bringing up I know for me and a lot of people that I know a lot of guilt too for those of us that are able to to leave the city circumstances yeah yeah Yeah. um and so you know I mean obviously doing what I can to support every charity that comes across you know my laptop that has to do with helping in this time and you know but also just um trying to be quiet and um and that's you know something that's 
hard for actors, you know, because our, our need all the time is to um, to make noise and and be seen and do art and 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 work in a in a group and commune and mm-hmm. um, and assemble, you know, um, and and make and tell stories and um, we're 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 not able to do that right now and I, I I'm really resisting the the hustle um, that I think is there's a lot of I I feel a lot of kind of pressure out there to you know I should be working on my next screenplay or yeah, I yeah. Be, you know I should be creating the the best film that I can with these limited resources and all of that and and I see that people are doing that and 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 that might be you know great for them but for me I I'm finding that I feel like I'm I'm kind of quieting down in a way like a spiritual warrior or something you know um and that that's what's getting me through okay that's that's I I think that's kind of fabulous because I too went through the and Johnny, I think you did too, where you, oh, you're yeah. kind of looking around going, should I be doing something, you know, amazing? More. Should I be? Yeah. And I think my takeaway is uh, somebody asked me a little while ago, and I loved this question. They said, how will you be different after this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's a really good question for all of us. How will you be different after this? And hopefully mm-hmm. it's a positive thing. Um, let's talk about you are... <laughs> You and I have known each other for uh, a really long time. Um, 1927, I believe. I think it was, uh, yes. We, we'll, we'll talk about where we met in a second, and it wasn't yeah. prison. Um, but you were, well, you were wasn't born, it though? No, honey, it wasn't. Uh, you were born in Mike and Georgia. Yeah, don't ever do and, that again, but continue. Yeah. Uh, I was doing it because you did it on the show we met on. <laughs> I did. You I actually did. did that line reading, and and so that's why I did that. Um, you were born in Macon, and mm-hmm. you have a brother who's an actor, the wonderful John mm-hmm. Preston, mm-hmm. and you have a wonderful sister, Leslie. Um, but tell me about, did you know from the get-go that you wanted to be an actress? Um, you know, I was following in John's footsteps, like John, um, when he was, I don't know, maybe eight or nine, um, my mom, God bless her, you know, drove him to the community theater and tossed him in a, in the room and said, audition for this play. And it, he just t- took to it. You know, she was like, I got to give this kid some direction, you know? So she just threw him in that place and he auditioned and then he got cast. And, you know, this is a, Macon, Georgia is a, you know, it's a, it's relative to other cities in Georgia, it's, it's big, but relative to the rest of the world, it's small, you know, it's a small right. town. And, um, and thankfully we had some wonderful nurturers there who were great, you know, directors and teachers and stuff who were really encouraging of the kids. And so I just wanted to be like my brother, you know, so I, I dove in and, um, and auditioned and for a couple of the children's plays and, and then, I mean, I got cast and then I was a freaking lifer. You know, I was like, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would sit, I, I was the, the, the weirdo that would, you know, sit in the wings and memorize everybody else's lines. And then when one of the kids would be sick from rehearsal, I would say, I could do it. And I would jump up and play the part. I mean, I was, I was bottom in a Midsummer Night Street. Oh my God, I was, you were Eve. <laughs> 
Yes, I'm he's saying, all about you. Do you know yes. the movie Camp? You know, uh, sure. where she, yeah, yeah, when she takes <laughs> over the role, yeah, funny. <laughs> yes, I was that, but it wasn't like I was trying to shove someone out of the way. I just was like, I was, I was ready. I mean, I could do it. I could fill in for the. I knew all the lines, you know, and um, was happy to give the part back to the person when they came back. But it was just, I just loved doing it, you know. And then by the time I was in I was about 12 I, I started my own theater company uh we got wow. ourselves the uh yeah we were the ST kids the street theater kids and we were wow. just crappy and we would like write our own little skits and and sing songs and then we'd do it in the in the front yard sell lemonade charge people you know 10 cents to come and watch us like already a little entrepreneur wow big time yeah so annoying so annoying I could slap my little tiny self but I I (laughs) I like I couldn't not do it you know I could I just this is just what I wanted to do I think it's because I'm you know there was some some maybe chaos in the, in the upbringing. And so that, in that world, it was like controlled chaos. You know what I mean? I was able right. to, I was able to have all my feelings and, and become other people in a very controlled environment. And that just really appealed to my little, my little soul. Um, and it. so from there, you know, I, I just, I, I didn't know how to get into it. So we had kind of a circuitous educational path you know, went to a couple of colleges, uh, uh, went to the this small college of Charleston in, in Charleston, South Carolina, did some theater there. Then from there, I met a professor who got me to uh, the University of Evansville, which is this wonderful, has this wonderful theater conservatory in Southern Indiana. And um, a bunch of, of really cool actors have come out of that program. Most recently, Rami Malek and, um, and uh, Rutina Wesley and um, myself and you know, a, a bunch of a bunch of working actors ended up going to this little tiny school and then from there um, they really prepped us for uh, auditioning for grad schools and um, so from there I went to that's how I got to New York um, was I went to Juilliard and and um, and just like wasn't basically I was in school for 150 years, but I was happy about it. <laughs> uh, but right after Juilliard, from what I understand, yeah. you got you got like a big theater break, right? Yeah, right after uh, I I worked with your your colleague, Johnny. I know. Um, I'm getting to that with a Patrick. Yeah, guy. I yeah I got cast with Patrick Stewart. He was not a sir yet. Okay. Um, and he was uh, playing Prospero in this production of The Tempest, directed by George C. Sewell, who wow. is, you know, amazing and formidable. And this was George's first Shakespeare play. And he was, they were doing it at the uh, public theater in the Shakespeare in the Park. Oh. And so, um, yeah, so I had just gotten out of Juilliard and auditioned for uh, the role of Miranda. And thankfully, you know, got cast. And it was just such a huge moment, you know, to, um, I had been studying Shakespeare for so long. And every summer I was doing a summer stock at some Shakespeare festival, you know, Shakespeare, Santa Cruz, Georgia Shakespeare, uh, Utah Shakespeare, like, so to be able to, you know, make, make my first job in New York, um, have that be in a Shakespeare play was, you know, just like a dream 
a dream come true. And um, it, so we did and it. To people it that, and to people that don't know it, I just want to add the Shakespeare in the yes. Park. You know, it, it is just a cultural institution in New York. It goes beyond theater. I mean, it's such a yeah. thing, you know? I mean, as a yeah. New Yorker, that is like yeah. getting that is like getting a New York Oscar, in my opinion, landing a play in the park. It, so. Right. It really it really it really did feel that way. It still does, you know, it still feels like as one of the, you know, highlights of, of my 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 life as a young as a young actor mm-hmm. and, and especially to work with Patrick because he you know, as you so, know, he's yeah incredible. And and we, we, we did it there and it was it was amazing too because of that Star Trek thing, which you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it brought so many people to Shakespeare that would have yes. never seen yeah. it. And then George Wolfe's take on the play was so revolutionary. Like he was doing non traditional casting way before it was hit, you know, and he was making a statement about you know, colonizing, about white colonization. And he was, like, he was already understood that, you know, Shakespeare is supposed to be there for us to make allegorical comments about our times. Like, he right. was he was prepped for that. So it, it, the production ended up moving to Broadway. And so, which is very rare. And so Patrick Stewart and I made our Broadway debuts together. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was wow. really quite... Quite cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's wonderful. Uh, can, can we talk about my you, favorite show, The Good Wife, for a second? Because you're, sure. obviously, you won an Emmy for it. You're freaking amazing in it. Uh, one of my favorite characters on the show. Um, Thank you. Were you living in New York when you got that? Were you, are you still, like, is that, like, your home base for you? Yeah, New York City is the home base, which is so funny because growing up in Macon, Georgia, I just thought that was the most disgusting place. Like, why would you uh-huh. want to live in the place, you know, and have been uh-huh. there for, you know, 30 years. But um, I love it. And, uh, yeah, I was there, but I was on a show. I was on True Blood um, right. at the time, which is the HBO show, and... So I was living in New York, but we were shooting in LA and um, for, for True Blood. But I had these, um, you know, we'd have these hiatuses and stuff. And, um, you know, you know, you don't get calls a lot where they go, hey, here's an amazing thing we want mm-hmm. you to do. And you don't have to act, you don't have to come and audition for it. Like that just, that doesn't wow. happen a lot, you know. No. And so it just came and I got the script and I was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to mess this up. This is yeah. so good. You know, that's you. It was you know, so good. Like, yeah. It, I, I, you could tell reading that first episode where she ever appeared that this was going to be a really special thing and that I was, you know, it was mine to fuck up. You know, that was like the fear, right? I was like, oh, right. no, I hope I'm going to do just do this justice. Like, that's how good the writing was. And um, so I did the first the first episode. I I felt okay about it. I mean, I was nervous, you know, and but I felt okay about it. And then, um, and then, oh, it was like a two-episode arc, I think. And then, um, and that was at the end of their first season. And then I didn't hear anything for like a year from them. <laughs> Oh, wow. so I was like, well, boy, did I mess that up. You know, I was like, <laughs> I was too weird. I did too many weird things. I made too many crazy choices and they don't want me back. And so I, I you know, 
you know how we as actors, we like to put thoughts into people's heads that probably yep. most of the time aren't there. Yep. So I had all kinds of thoughts in people's heads that, that I had messed that up. But um, thankfully, you know, uh, in their third season, they, they called me back and said, you know, we, we've got these like four episodes or whatever that we want you to do. And then, and then it became this synergy between whatever weird shit I was bringing to it and then what the writers were seeing. And then this, it started really like growing into, into this character, you know. And so what, the, have, what have we learned from this, Carrie? We've learned that maybe <laughs> the crazy voices in our head are not always true. <laughs> yes. Maybe uh, I know, uh, but what if they are, Tara? That's the thing. Well, right? what if they are? <laughs> well, what, but what if the crazy voices win you a fucking Emmy? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm hanging my hopes on. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, and I guess it's because you know we're theater people, right? And and yeah. at least from the beginning, we're for me. I mean, I always. I always admired those people that were not making safe choices. You know, I just, because I, that's what I want to watch. I want to watch people who are doing something interesting and compelling and not just doing the one tear down the cheek, no facial movement. I think I I can't do that. That's not why you call upon me to do that. And to, to, you know, that's why you call upon me. That's that's (laughs) right. Exactly. Well, can we You're can we one. take a little a little break here and uh, yeah. and when we come back, I really want to I want to talk to you about your your beautiful speech uh, at the Human Rights Campaign dinner when you were honored as a, a LGBTQ ally. Um, okay. I thought it was a wonderful speech and um, and all all things related to that. So um, let's take a little break and when we come back, more with the phenomenal Carrie Preston. And we are back with the, uh, what did you call her? Phenomenal? I think I said phenomenal. Okay. I'm going to use a different word. Uh, We are back with the lime, Carrie Preston. Oh, Mm -hmm. nice, Tara. Thank you. Yeah, that's the last nice thing I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. I I don't expect any more. (laughs) Savor that shit. So I understand we have another six degrees of separation, Mary McDonald. Yes, Mary McDonald. Oh gosh, is she just the acting guru, like hero? <laughs> She's amazing. Um, yeah, she she really was a hero in my life at one point. Um, I I this was I guess maybe 2002 or something or uh, somewhere along the line. I had gotten this grant to um, to take a directing course for filmmaking, um, but in order to get the grant, you had to somehow make it tie it into your acting. So I, so I, mm. my pitch to them was, okay, I will learn how to direct um, behind the camera so that my acting in front of the camera is better. So I said, I'll take some on-camera acting classes and then I'll also take this directing course. It's like a five-week intensive. So I'm in LA and as you know, there are many people who say that they are teachers of acting in LA and they're really not. So I'm looking for somebody, you know, who's great. And I look literally in backstage and who's teaching an acting class, but Mary McDonald. And I thought, Oh, wow. What, what is happening? I don't believe this <laughs> woman is like taking, she's teaching this acting class. So I, I, I call up and, and they're like, yeah, you can join. So I go in and there's maybe 
I don't know, 15 of us at the most, all different levels. And there's Mary, right? And she is sensational. And the stuff that she's teaching is so great because everybody at all levels is able to do it. And we're all able to coexist in this class. And it was mostly like monologue works and things like that. And, um, and some scene work. And it was great. During this time, I got cast in a pilot. It was a comedy. It was a sitcom. And as we know, those are um, high stakes. Like, they're comedies, but it's no joke, right? right? You go in, you do a table read, and if you aren't funny, they fire you. It, it can be really scary, right? Yes. I'm doing this, I'm doing this pilot, and for whatever reason, um, I'm kind of being picked on. Like, I'm like the leper of this situation. <laughs> and I'm, you know, you just don't know why or what it is. But, you know, they kept rewriting it and rewriting it and rewriting it. And then I kind of lost track of the character. So I'm feeling like I'm going to get fired, right? Um, and so I thought to myself, I need to go to class. I got to go to a class and just remember what it is to be an actor. And so I, I went to Mary's class. And I get up to, to do the work and, and she always makes you start where you are, which is great. So she makes you sit down and say, I feel whatever you're feeling. So you can key into your body and what your body right. is doing at that moment. And I don't usually work that way. So it was really great, you know, just to kind of do that. So I sit down and I'm like, I feel. <laughs> and I just like, <laughs> Choose it. And she says, what's going on? And I say, I tell her, I think I'm going to be fired from this job. And she says, I'm going to move closer to you because I need to talk to you about something and I need you to hear me. I God, said, you sound okay. just like her right now, by the way. Right? So <laughs> yeah. she walks, she, she comes down to the front row of this little tiny theater that we're all working in. And she goes, this will be a blip on what is and will continue to be a remarkable career. You just need to know that right now. And of course, I didn't know that, but she's saying this to me. And then she says, now I need to also tell you that you are the authority on this character. No one else is. Not the writers, not the producers, no one else. It's you. But I also need to tell you that you need to, you know, so uh, you need to go in tomorrow. You need to put a smile on your face. You need to be very grateful to be there. You need to tell them that you are. And you need to ask them if they will meet with you to discuss how you can help them achieve their vision for the character. Brilliant. And I was like, holy fuck, you know, wow. Like she totally empowered me, but also taught me that I need to also play the game, you know, and empower, collaborate, and also, you know, know where I am in the kind of power hierarchy. Right. I'm telling you, the woman, the woman is a goddamn sage. She really is. She is just the kindness and the, 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 there's just, I just, adore her um yeah. wow um yeah. yeah 
boy. And so boy. she helped um, me through that and I got through it and I didn't get fired, you know, and it was just like, no, it no. was an incredible, it was an incredible moment in my career that I will forever be grateful to her for. And every time I see her, I tell her that. <laughs> uh, uh, well, what she's, about she's, your, sorry, Jared, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I just wanted to, <clears throat> I wanted to pivot to, um, uh, the LGBTQ of it all. Um, yeah. You are uh, honored by one of my favorite organizations, um, Human Rights Campaign. Oh, Johnny, oh. you just want me to say you were honored by them too. So you guys have oh. that in common. Well, different award, but yes. Whatever. It's a great place to go speak, isn't it? Um, how, it's so lovely. How, so lovely. How did you yeah. become... How did you become active in in the community? Well, I mean, I I guess I consider myself bisexual, even though I've been with a you know married to a guy for mm-hmm. you know, we've been together for twenty five years. Um, you know, I was I I'm bisexual like from my past and all of that, and it's not something that um, is something that I definitely advertise or talk about or anything like that. It's just part of who I am. So right. I feel like I'm part of that community. I'm part of the queer community. Um, it, it, it just in, in that way, but also um, the coolest people making the coolest things, <laughs> um, you know, so I want to be a part of that community as well. And then um, back in when I'd gotten out of Juilliard and I was taking that filmmaking course that I was just telling you about, Shortly after that, um, one of my classmates from Juilliard, James Vasquez, uh, had written this script called 20 Nights and Gay. It was a feature film about a, like a coming of age part two, right? And he brought it to me. It's such a sweet story. And he's like, will you direct us? And I said, well, you know what? I mean, I don't know if I know how to do that yet, but yeah, let's give it a go. And this was the beginning of the DIY movement. When you could take your, you know, camcorder in your hand and your mini DVs and you could, you know, teach yourself how to make film. Now, this is what kids are doing all the time now. But right. this was this was at the beginning of that. And um, right. we made this little film and it was, uh, you know, and we started this company called Daisy Three Pictures. And our motto is we want to make gay films you can take your mother to. Um, love that. And, I love that. You know, because there are so, you know, there are a lot of films that it, that that are not like P flag friendly. You know, that are that are a little scary for, mm-hmm. you know, some people to 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 include their families in because their families are not quite ready to 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 be on board. You know, um, yeah. or don't understand it. And so this was a way for us to tell stories to a community that that wanted them and. Um, and we're excited to hear them. And so we did this movie and then we, we did all those festivals and it was so embraced. And then we sold it and took that money and reinvested in the next one. Um, I directed 29th and Gay and then I was in the next one that James directed that he wrote called Ready Okay. And you know who else was in that? Ooh. A little lady who's on this phone call. Oh, 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 oh gosh. Really? Did Tara head Tara, were you the head cheerleader? Is that was that your role? Ready? Okay. Oh, you know, like... but oh but we wish she was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got to play a nun. She got oh, to play perfect. the nun. The oh, sister God. who always said no to the little boy who wanted to be a cheerleader. 
<laughs> I knew that nun. I know that nun very well. <laughs> yeah. No, but I have to. Tara. Um, <laughs> it really did. It no, was, it was great. You, it, 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 the, these films are so incredibly charming. And I do. I think that there is a whole section of, of you know, where it's not the the gay films that there's going to be hardcore sex in it or there's going right. to be a scene that these are wonderful. I hate to say it, family films. I mean, mm-hmm. in a weird right. way, they really are. But uh, you guys have been, and I love that you work together and Mark edits. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, Mark, it's yeah. really, mm-hmm. it's really this beautiful kind of, of, of job that y'all have done. Thanks. Yeah. I, and we, I mean, um, yeah, we we we're very uh, grateful to have, to have been able to collaborate on these projects, and we we hope that we will, you know, continue to to do them because these stories, although they're way more mainstream than they were when we started, there's still you know so many uh, stories that are not being told. But I I'm, yeah. I am heartened to see though that. Uh, we are in a world where, you know, trans stories are being told and and the non-traditional casting has really opened up the world of, yeah. you know, at, like I was in that movie Trans America and which is, I, I think, a wonderful film. But, you know, great I don't film. think that. Yeah, it was a great film. And but like now you could find a trans actor that would be skilled to do it. Well, you, know, you couldn't. Time, yeah, yeah, you could. You you couldn't hire someone who's not trans now. I mean, I I've trans. No, you couldn't. Before, but also, and I'm a part like, of the, you know, yeah. yeah. But I mean, Duncan um, Tucker, who directed that film, he he auditioned every trans actor that was around, and there weren't that many. And it just felt like he needed somebody who had more skills because right. they had never had the opportunity to develop. That's their right. Skills. That's, That's right. right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. We're in a new world now, and it's so exciting. It is exciting. I, I, where can people find these films from your company? Yeah, you can find them online, you know, various online and uh, iTunes primarily. Um, right. You can find them, yeah. Uh, and and we're we're hoping to do more. Both both James and I have um, worked, we've kind of gone into the director for higher worlds. And oh, my we, God. James is working up a storm. Yeah. He just works all the time. He directs so much theater and all over the country, um, and uh, but primarily in in San Diego and uh, Southern California. And, um, and then I've you know been doing a lot of of my own projects and have started you know into episodic directing. I find right. You're, which you're, we're going we're we're going to yeah. discuss that. But also, I just want to give a shout out to that man that you're married to, um, who's in <laughs> Ready Okay and is. Fabulous in it. You're okay, Carrie. Yeah. Carrie um, <laughs> is married to the fabulous actor Michael Emerson, who's a two-time Emmy Award winner. So yes, for Lost and Person of Interest, and doesn't he have a new show? Yeah, he's on a show called Evil for uh, CBS. It's very good. Do you motherfuckers a- ever stop working? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, Jesus. we do stop working, but you know. Um, but we're very, yeah, we feel very, very grateful that we've. Only when the pandemic calls. Tara, you know who's not worried about their health insurance is that family right there. Gary and Michael. <laughs> um, 
honey, were you uh, working on the fourth season of Claws when the the shutdown happened? Yes, we were halfway through our fourth oh, and final shit. season. Yeah, we had gotten half. We gotten five of the ten episodes in the can. Um, so at least we have half of them. One of which yeah. I I did I did get to direct. So that was great. Um, that uh, the one that I directed was done. But we have these five episodes left to wrap up the whole series, not just the season, but the whole series. And we're, you know. So far, they they're you know they're hanging on to us. So we're hoping that we'll be able to get back to it. But who knows? Right. Well, you will. People love that show, and and I can't imagine that they're not going to like all finish off the next five. I agree. I think they I think they want to finish that. I think they want. It. I mean, we have we have a great fan base. It is such a unique show with a very specific style and really yeah. great things to say about women. Um, and so I, I think it's, it's, I think they're going to, you know, figure out a way to get us back to New Orleans and finish it up. Well, up. if they don't, Johnny and I will go after them. So and <laughs> you don't just, want that. Yeah. Yeah. We can just build a little nail salon and, and shoot it ourselves. Right. DIY. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. We're going to take another break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about a little directing. Shall we do that? All right. Yeah. I promise I won't do this voice anymore either. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll be. Oh, shut up, Johnny. We'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're back with Terry Preston. And we're going to talk about directing, what it's like to be a female director in Hollywood these days. What's it like? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's um, I think it's a great time for women. I think uh, it's still there's still you know obviously there's still a big a big disparity disparity between you know the, the females and the males, but there's definitely a that spotlight has been shown on the the lack of of parity, and so um, I think studios and networks um are really working to 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 end that and to and to get or at least try to reach some some sort of 50/50 um and they're doing that with minorities and they're doing that with women and I think it's uh super exciting but the the margin of error is also greater right cuz uh there aren't as many women and so you you just feel like you can't fuck up you know right. so um because then it's like somehow it's if you mess up, then it's all women can't direct, you know. So um, hopefully we, we've kind of broken through with that in the Me Too era and just the amount of great things that are being directed by women. Um, I'm part of a, a, just a, a, a group of, of women, actors, directors, um, producers, writers. We call ourselves the hyphenates. There are 10 of us and we're just basically a support group and we've been supporting each other for, um, you know, coming up on eight eight or nine years now. And, um, you know, when we first got together, it was, we felt like we were these pioneers, you know, in a weird way. And now we feel like we're part of a very, a a much, a much bigger conversation. And so I think that's exciting. Um, But for me, you know, I started, like I said, with AZ3 Pictures and just making my own work. Um, and then uh, I really wanted to get into to directing um, episodics. And 
I had directed a, a, a feature film that went to Sundance in 2012, and it was all women. It's called That's What She Said. And, um, and so I was sort of using that as a calling card. But even then, it was like, you know, dudes could direct a short film that went to Sundance, and then they would get a Spider-Man movie. I, know. I had a feature, you know, yeah. a feature, you know, that I shot on film in New York City um, for under half a million dollars. But and and it went to Sundance and I couldn't even get the agency to rep me as an actor to rep me as a director. It, it, it was wow. So wow. really, really weird. And I thought, OK, this is this is this is simply because I have a vagina. There's no other reason. Right. You know, yeah, without that a this doubt. Is happening you know and yeah. so um it just made me want to work harder and fight harder and um so I just thought all right I'll play the system I'm just gonna start shadowing on every show that I'm on I'm just gonna mm -hmm. put myself you know in in the mix and so uh when the minute claws started I you know went to the showrunner who's a woman amazing Janine Sherman Bawah and I said I would like to be considered to be a director. And, and she was great, you know, and she was like, okay, you're going to, you know, we, we have a lot of people who want to direct on the show and there's other actors on the show who have asked. And I had to say, did they have a feature at Sundance? Right. You know, I had to like put that out there. Yeah. And she like took a beat and she said no. And I said, okay, so I'm, I'm not saying that, that everybody else isn't serious about it, but I have 15 years of doing my own thing, I, you know, can you give me a shot? So yeah. they did, you know, they did season three. They, because you know I, what folks, you don't it. get things if you don't ask for it. And I am, yeah. exactly. I am so proud of you for doing that. It was so scary, you know, to, to, um, to walk onto that set, you know, being an, an actor on the show and that crew is amazing. And them looking at me like, okay, girl, well, are, fuck you, it up. are you are, are you going to lead us you know because right. it, you have to prove more you know as an actor yeah. because sometimes I think a lot of actors now are directing just because they they think well I just want to do that you know because I, I want to have that cloud or whatever it is um and they might not be fully suited for it and and I'm not saying I'm fully suited for it I'm still learning but all of that work that I did as an indie creator definitely helped you know to come in and and be be oh, the, as pro profoundly prepared as you have to be as an indie director right. because you have zero time and zero dollars right um you just apply the same thing to these bigger budget things you know it's still about you know making uh, telling a story in as quick amount of time as well as you can you know yeah. with with these these people and so um it, it went really well and I had an amazing time and I was very proud of the way it turned out. And then they gave me another opportunity this season. And so um, I'm hoping right. then between those two that I'll be able to, you know. Yeah, Carrie, that was my shows. next, that was my next question. I know you love acting and that's not going to mm -hmm. go away, but do you, do, do you love directing as much as acting? I definitely do. Yeah, I really do. I think it's because, um, you know, you, you, you exercise all the muscles when you're yeah. a director, you know, because you do have to get into the, 
everybody's skin, not just the other characters, but, you know, the, the grips and the electrics and the camera guys and the DP and the, mm-hmm. the first AD, like everybody. And, um, and so, you know, as an actor, we're so lucky we get to watch how scores and scores of directors work, you know, and yeah. we get to pull from them and go, oh, I see. Oh, wow. I'm going to try to do that, you know, when I get the opportunity to direct again. Whereas a lot of people who, all they do is direct they've never had that you know yeah they've never been able to watch other people because they they aren't on sets unless they're the director you know so yeah. um I, so i'm hoping that uh i'll I, I mean i'm terrified of the idea of just walking up onto a tv show where i don't know anybody and you know and and taking charge of the set that that is really um terrifying but it's also thrilling and um and I, I hope that, you know, I'll get that opportunity. Did you have scenes well, as your character in the episodes that you were directing? So you were already. Yeah. Oh, wow. What was that? Yeah. Like? Well, I didn't like that part as much. To be honest. <laughs> 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 I mean, I really do think what we do as actors is not easy. And so, and it does require a part of your brain um, that's different than the part of your brain that, that is the, the kind of organizing part, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, what you need is the director. And so um, to have to make that shift really quickly um, was, I mean, I was, I did it of course, but it was, and I was happy to do it, but it it was, it was challenging. But luckily what I, what I ended up doing was just putting my, when I was on camera, um, you know, I would rehearse with the actors and then they would mark it. And then I would let the second team do, you know, all of the rehearsals up till picture. So I could see the camera and make sure everything was, was uh, going as, as I wanted on the uh, tech side. And then I would just turn that brain off and become the actor. And I wouldn't watch playback because I found the first time I did that and watched playback of my own performance of my stupid face doing things that I didn't like. I just got in my way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, it was tough. I was like, Oh no, this is not, <laughs> this is not helping. So I put myself in the hands of our producing director, um, Dale Stern, who's Mark. great. And he, and I just said, you just tell me what I need to do with my acting. Right. And, um, and you tell me when you think I've got it, because I can't right. see it. And and right. I I put myself in the hands of my DP when I was on camera. Right. And that that was right. the best way for me to work. Yeah. Wow, incredibly challenging. I mean, you you've gone into a whole new world, and then you're also doing your your initial craft while trying your new craft. It's a lot. That is a lot. I, I, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it was it was really fun because of course my cast are incredible and they love. Yeah me and we all love each other and you know they were doing everything they could to make it work you know um and trust trusting us as a team to to make it work so yeah yeah all right so i i we just have to discuss because we've never discussed how you and i met um (laughs) carrie and i i came on as a guest star on a show which is literally considered one of the worst sitcoms ever <laughs> made <laughs> and carrie was Alf? regular on it no was it wasn't Alf? Alf. no Alf no Alf. Alf is how dare you johnny 
Alf is considered a classic, and yes, I was on it. Um, uh, no, this was a show. They gave Emeril Lagasse his own sitcom, oh. and it was called Emeril. Yeah. And it was, Johnny, did you ever see it? I tried. <laughs> Thank you. I tried, and I tried. If, for, for, uh, also, what happened at the what what happened during the whole uh, 9/11? 9/11 mm-hmm. happened right as, as we were shooting. Um, it was and you were in New York at the time, weren't you, Carrie? Yes. Yeah, so we. Yeah, you. Had, I think you had to come back or, here. I had to come back to LA, but believe it or not, we shot 11 episodes of that sitcom. Um, but, how many only they they only aired like but six or seven? I think they only aired six or seven. Yeah, but we were yeah we were in the middle of production, and you know on a sitcom you a sitcom you work three weeks and then you have a week off, you know. And right. um, so I was living in New York, working in LA. So, um, actually, uh, while we were doing that, my Michael got nominated. My husband got nominated for his first Emmy for a guest spot on The Practice. And, right. uh, and the, when, when you win an Emmy or when you get nominated for a guest, you go to the creative arts Emmys, which are the week before the regular mm-hmm. Emmys. So that was September the 8th or 9th, I think of, uh, t- uh 2001. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. So he, we went, um, he won the Emmy. We were like, what? You know, we was like so unexpected and crazy and awesome. We were celebrating. And it's also like the same time that our anniversary is and his birthday. So we were having this like great time in LA. We flew back to New York for the hiatus. Week oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. On September 10th. And we woke up the next <gasps> Oh my that. gosh, Carrie. It, it was really epic. And then, uh, it was, you know, obviously an insane time to be in New York City, but also like he had walked onto the plane holding a very large weapon, which was an enemy. Right. And, you know, and then it was uh, how all the, all the plane traffic, everything stopped. And then, you know, how am I going to get back? Because the show was still shooting. And so when, uh, em- Emerald was still shooting and you know, they were like, we will write you out of the episode. And at the time I was like, I need that fucking money. So <laughs> I, I'll I drive. Like, <laughs> I will drive. So I got one of, uh, one of my best friends, Chris Gerson and I rented one of the last cars in Manhattan. And oh my God, you actually drove. We drove. Mm-hmm. Oh my we drove. God. I love the story. Okay. Wow. So That's we drove not amazing. Oh yeah. my God. We drove, it took us four day, four days, yeah. like we just went straight and we would stop and crash in hotels and then just, we went straight, got there. I think, Tara, I think we were maybe, I missed like a day of rehearsal and yeah. I got back and and Linda yeah. and uh, Harry Thomason and Linda Bloodworth Thomason had maybe this t-shirt that said something like, um, I I'm I went to New York during 9/11 and all, but all I got was a stupid T-shirt or something like that. Oh my God! <laughs> God. Um, wow. And 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 we ended up you know shooting an episode that week and I think oh, Burt so Reynolds bizarre. wasn't that that was Burt Reynolds. No, wasn't? I don't think no because I was I wasn't on that episode. Oh, okay. uh, but I remember. Yeah, it was. Oh, but yeah. it was 
very bizarre and very odd and just, yeah. And, and it actually, I started thinking about it last night because I thought in a strange way, I'm loved that we talked to you today because we're going through another strange time, you know, and I remember, right. Yeah. yeah, And I remember it going, Oh, the world is going to be changed from this. And I Mm -hmm. think that that's probably where we're at again. Yeah. I think Um, so. So I'm so damn happy that you came on today because you make me feel, you make me feel calm and good because we got through the last one. We yeah, did. I, I know we we'll, did. Well, I know we'll get through this one. I I really do think we will, and I hope that we're all going to be stronger together. You know, from it. Mhm. Mhm. I think we will. Uh, Johnny, you got anything else for a girl? Um. What do you? I know politics is not really like your world, but are you feeling optimistic about November? Pessimistic? Worried? Excited? Oh, uh, yeah. No, I think. Um, I mean, I wish that we were going to have a woman, you know, running for president, but at least, you know, Joe Biden, who's looking like he's going to be our guy, is has pledged to pick a woman as his VP. And I think that's giant and huge because, you know, I do think that we have a very good chance of of winning. And I, I just feel like this this time that we're going through right now has has really proven it and um yeah. and so I'm I'm very optimistic about it right um and to have to have a woman um in the in the White House I mean I don't think Joe Biden would run again you no. know if if he gets elected I don't think he would run again which means you know we we potentially could have a woman running for president you know absolutely that, and be and and becoming president in four years becoming president for sure mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so that I that agree. makes me happy yeah me too me too great well on that incredibly uplift uplifting note um i just want to thank you so much for getting on the phone with us i know i know it's crazy like people you assume everyone has a lot of free time but people are actually really busy right now doing things at home so like learning how to cook um that's yeah. really fun um so thank you for I, joining I, us it's been such i don't a believe she knows how to cook i i honestly don't Tara, i know i'm gonna, I'm gonna send you pictures Tara. Tara i think it's pictures. a lie carrie Tara, i'm gonna mail you something that i've cooked it's not gonna taste very good when you get it no, I, no honey i trust you i trust you keep cooking and love to Michael, and love to the family, and I'm glad you guys are all together and happy and safe. Thank you. Thank you. And it was so great to talk to you guys. Thanks so much for having me on. It was really Thank nice. Thank you. And Tara and I are back. Wow. What a wonderful interview. She is yeah. delightful. Yeah. And we bounced all over the place, but I, I, I got to tell you, you know, Johnny, last week, this week, I just feel like it's, I'm especially loving going a little lighter and a little, yeah. you know. Yeah, I agree. Um, you and I have had this discussion where it's just, it's it's hard to to constantly be dealing with darkness and bad news and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, and I, yeah. I loved, like, also remembering uh, the conversation we had toward the end there about, you know, the other things we've all survived. You know, the mm-hmm. fact that you you got, you've met her basically during and became friends during 9-11. 
and here we are in a very similar uh, mm-hmm. world change. Um, and and the the proof's in the pudding. People survive that. We we will survive this. You know. So it, it is optimistic to look at that and say like the human spirit and the and our capacity is you know infinite to find cures for That's things right. to resolve conflict. And I think uh, it's really easy. I'm I'm hearing so much from. Uh, people on Twitter that are having such a hard a hard time getting through this period without depression and hopelessness. And so if we could offer a little, you know, uh, story like we just did about survival. And I love her getting in her car and saying, fuck it, I'm going to go finish my job, you know, and, and driving cross country. I just love that. I just do. Well, I am I'm thrilled that we got to have her on. I'm thrilled that you and I are still doing this. And Me too. Um, I can't wait to come back next weekend for another amazing guest. And Johnny, is there something you wanted to tell everybody to do? Oh, yeah. Please, if you are enjoying our show, please rate, review, and subscribe so that you can keep us on. And um, that's all I got for y'all. And uh, Tara? Oh, here we go. Hold on, hold on. Let me prepare for it. And go. Hold on to your, to your gird your loin. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday, Tara. Jesus Christ. Love you, Johnny. Say hello, otters. Bye. Bye. <laughs>